everyone. This is episode 726 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, November, <laughs> uh, June 26, 2020. I am your host, Mark Rizanez, and I clearly don't know what time it is, what day it is, what month it is, but I do know what year it is. I didn't stumble over that, at least. But I am Mark Rizanez, and I, Mark Rizanez. How many times can I say Marcus Nez on this year episode? But I, Marcus Nez, will be talking about SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, Desperados 3, and Tower of Time. And I'm just going to get right to these games because I can't think of any news that I really want to talk about. So, SpongeBob SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom was a PS2 era game. It was on all the platforms, I think, PC as well. I never played it. I thought it was a last-gen game that they just kind of remastered and made it a bit cleaner, so I didn't realize it was a full-on remake until I looked into the original game, which, like I said, was a PS2-era game. And I... So before I talk about the game itself, which it is a 3D platformer, just to put that out there, I have no real history with the game or the franchise as a whole. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Spongebob Squarepants. I haven't seen any of the movies. I may have seen clips here or there, but it was something that I felt like I was too old for at the time, and also it was always associated with potheads, if I'm remembering correctly, and I was like, okay, well, I don't do pot, so I'm not going to enjoy it, and I'm not a kid, so I'm not going to enjoy it, so it's just not for me. And I never really gave it a chance. And I still have never given it a chance. I don't know if I would actually like it if I watched it. And it's weird because I think it was around the same time that I was still watching Arthur on PBS and enjoying that for... I don't know why I liked Arthur because I think... I don't know if I see old episodes still today or if those are new episodes because I know some of the voices have changed. So I don't know if they're still making new Arthur episodes. But uh, And if you don't know what Arthur is, Arthur the Aardvark with his buddy. I don't remember any of the other characters. There was the bunny, and then there was some other crap. I don't remember. I I watched Arthur. I enjoyed it. I probably would have enjoyed SpongeBob, but SpongeBob wasn't on public television, so that's your problem, SpongeBob. But I have no history with the series, with this particular game, so I am going into it without any preconceive ideas about it or anything like that and I have to say I like it quite a bit I haven't really been and it's not that I haven't been paying attention to the story but I just I haven't really cared about anything that's happening I don't think any of the dialogue up to this point or any of the story the writing has been particularly funny the voice acting is good and I'm assuming maybe it it has been redone for this game as well, but the voice acting is all really good, and I'm sure if you are a fan of SpongeBob and somehow missed this game, or if you're somebody who remembered this game back in the day and want to revisit it, it's going to be great. But like, just in terms of it being a 3D platformer, it's a fair amount of fun. I am enjoying quite a bit. It looks really good. It's nice and clean, very colorful. The jumping feels good. The only time I have an issue with 
the jumping or, or platforming in general is with very, very small platforms. But I feel like that's something that every 3D platformer has an issue with if there isn't a kind of lock-on feature or like a stickiness to it. But yeah, it's, it's a very traditional type of old-school 3D platformer where you go into these various worlds and you're collecting goodies that will allow you to open up new areas and you will be collecting goods that you can give to other characters that will give you other things and it's just a big old 3D platform collectathon and looks good, plays well. I don't know what else more there is to say about it. I, I what I will say is that if you are kind of hesitant because one, it's a licensed game and you're always hesitant about that, don't let that sway you or don't let that keep you away from it. And if you don't care about SpongeBob, also doesn't matter. I don't care about SpongeBob. I'm enjoying it as a game. The the whole license bit and all that doesn't matter. You can easily just skip all the story. But like the, the story bits aren't bad and the, and the writing isn't bad. It's just like, oh, this this isn't something I'm consuming and listening to it and being like, oh my God, this is so good. I don't know why I didn't watch the show in the first place. I'm just like, okay, this is this is perfectly fine. Saturday morning cartoon level of quality. I don't know. But um I'm 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 enjoying it. There are a, quite a few areas to explore as well. And it's it's very easy to you you shouldn't come to this expecting any kind of challenge. There aren't difficulty levels. It's a a good game for the young ones and I I don't know as well if SpongeBob is still relevant today in the sense that I don't know if there's still an ongoing series if they're still making content for young kids or maybe they're just rerunning the old show I have no idea what the current state of SpongeBob is but I can say again that I think this game is a really solid 3D platformer, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, it reminds me of how much I enjoy these types of platforms. I really like collectathon 3D platforms, and this one is a colorful, inviting world to be in, and I like just exploring the, the world, uh, even though there's not that much to find off beaten paths or anything. It's pretty standard uh, open areas, but it's a it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it way I don't I it's not that I'm enjoying it way more than I expected because I figured if they're going through the hassle of one I thought it was just remastering but if they're going to remake a SpongeBob SquarePants game it must have been good in the first place cuz why would you bother remaking a SpongeBob game I just like why would you do that it's it's I guess somewhat similar to the remasters which weren't as substantial as this with the the deep blob games i think they did both of those for current gen platforms which was a little bit surprising because like huh the the, the blob games are fine but i didn't think they were that beloved or something that they would call for remasters or remakes and this is the same kind of thing but like it, it clearly was a popular game amongst a lot of people i guess and i can see why because it's a Really fun little 3D platformer. Moving on to Desperados 3. That is a series I've wanted to get into since it first came out. I think the first one was 
maybe almost 20 years ago at this point, and never got around to it, because it's just, with PC games, I think I ended up playing mostly first-person shooters on PC, and that's it. I got into a handful of strategy games, but outside of that, it was basically just, so for me with PC was sim games, whether that, I mean, it's pretty much just any sim games of Sim Tower, Sim City, The Sims, or Age of Empires and Civilization, or first-person shooters. But Desperados 3 is a real-time strategy western. It's weird because I'm sure the series as a whole has played like this since the beginning, but it's something that caught me a little bit off guard in how it works. But I, I, I want to first preface this by saying that if you are a bit hesitant to, to check out Desperados 3 because you see the 3 in the title, it, it's weird that it's called Desperados 3 given that it's a prequel to the first game. So you had Desperados, then you had Desperados 2 in some little subtitle, and then there was like a Desperados blah, 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 that was the third game. And now we have Desperados 3, which is technically the fourth game, or the third game was actually an expansion, I'm not sure. But we have Desperados 3, which is actually a prequel to the first game. So it's like a Yakuza 0 situation. But the way combat works, or the way playing the game in general works, is that you have direct control over a character. You can control multiple characters at a time or switch between them on the fly. So you can you can do combat in real time and treat it like a Diablo-esque game, which is what I really wasn't expecting. I thought this was going to be more of a point-and-click type of real-time strategy game where you would just tell these characters where to go and you wouldn't have direct control over them. I would... At least, at least personally, I, I find that it plays and feels much better with this setting turned on. There is... So when you first jump into the game, the way the controls are set up is that the right analog stick pans the camera around, and then you hold, I think, the right trigger, and then use the right analog stick to rotate the camera. And I didn't really like that since I had direct control over the character, and I felt like I just wanted to always be focused on them. In the settings, you can do the follow camera, whatever it's called, instead of it set up at the default of like standard or something to have it always follow you. And then that makes it so that the camera's always on you. You're always in the center of the screen. And then the right analog stick, instead of panning the camera, will rotate around your character. And it feels much more like an isometric action RPG. And this is a stealth-based game. Don't make any of this Diablo comparisons make you think that it is an action game. It is a stealth game. You can't just go in guns a-blazing. You will get shot down very quickly, even on the easiest difficulty. It doesn't matter. But I I wasn't expecting it to play this way. So when you are exploring the world or whatever, you're just moving around with direct control over a character, you can easily just have all your characters follow the one character so that you don't have to switch between them and, and move them independently, which is nice. I, I wish there was a way to have that action become a little bit quicker because the way you get all the party members on one character is to press, I think it's the right bumper and then X. And I wish you could just 
double tap the right bumper and have everyone fall onto you because yeah i just i want that extra second of time back because uh, like the thing about this game it feels really good on a controller they really they really thought out how this would feel on a controller and games of this ilk like the fact that i guess you do have direct control and that it does feel somewhat Diablo-esque in just terms of the way you are controlling the character. That goes a long way in making it feel good on a controller. But all the actions you're doing also feel good. So when you get into a combat scenario or when you want to get into a combat scenario, you have two ways of going about that. You can do it just in real time or you can go into this showdown mode, which slows down time. or I think it might stop time entirely on the normal and easy difficulty and then on the harder difficulty it doesn't slow down time but then in this mode you can plan out your actions and then execute them so with one of your characters who has two revolvers he can shoot both of them at the same time and take out two enemies at the same time which you can't really do if you're acting in real time you can also have two characters take down two separate enemies in unison so you could do like a, a stealth take down at the same time if there are two enemies that you want to take down quietly because there are if you if you use your guns within range of other enemies they're going to hear it they're going to send alarms and they're going to send more people at you and you have a limited amount of ammunition you can only find more ammunition through crates or, or what have you in the environment so you can't just shoot like crazy because one it will draw the attention of a lot of enemies and these are slow firing guns and and two you have a very limited number of bullets to use. But I, I really like the way it works and the system. Like the story and the voice acting is pretty solid too. I'm a, admittedly a huge fan of this setting. I love Westerns, but I am enjoying the story so far and the direction it's going. I really, really like playing it. It's a lot of fun. It feels really good to come up with these plans with situations that look a little bit trickier and seeing them executed and the way the different characters play is really nice because they're they're like one of the early characters you have is a doctor who can throw out this bag that will draw the attention of certain enemies some will be like fine i ain't checking that that looks like that thing looks suspicious as fuck and when somebody checks it it'll puff up a little bit of gas that will stun them for a short period of time. You come up to them, and then you can take them out easily. You pick up people and hide them and all that jazz. Uh, the, as, as far as a stealth game goes, it feels good. And it doesn't feel overly... I mean, it's challenging, but it doesn't feel cheap in any way. And I think if you're looking for a Western-themed game that is different from... The norm? That that doesn't really... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other Western games. Because we have Red Dead Redemption 2 and, of course, 1. Then there was Hard West, which is more of an XCOM-like game. And now we have Desperados, which is this real-time combat game. Real-time stealth combat game. And I'm trying to think of other games that are Western-themed. I don't know. I, I, I really like this game. I think it's worth checking out. One, if you are a fan of real-time combat like that, and if you are a fan of stealth games, and if you are somebody who just 
eats up westerns, it's definitely worth checking out. And it feels really good with a controller, which is one of the most important things when I look at games like this. I'm always like, okay, how is this going to feel with a controller? Is it going to feel good or is it going to be a bit eh? So, uh, yeah, Desperados 3 so far is something I'm really liking. I feel like it could be a prime candidate for a future Attack the Backlog episode because I don't have the time right now to just devote myself to it and its meaty nature, but I could see myself, when I do have the time, just getting lost in the game because I, I really, really like it. And it looks, it looks really good too, it, and it plays well. It just, It is a very well put together game, and just like SpongeBob to an extent, it caught me off guard. And I think both of these are THQ Nordic games, so yeah, two quality games that are very different from each other. But I, I'm enjoying them both quite a bit. And then there's Tower of Time, which I think came out on PC last year and is now making its way to consoles. It just recently came out on Xbox One, which is where I've been playing it. And it is a very traditional CRPG in terms of combat, like Baldur's Gate and whatnot, where you are exploring dungeons. When you get into a combat scenario, it is treated like a real-time strategy game, real-time tactics game, where you don't have direct control over the characters, but in combat, it's all about positioning, placement, and using skills at the right moments. Uh, If you just want to engage with the story and you don't want to mess with the combat, the easy difficulty is ridiculously easy. I'm always, with games like this, with, with any game that has a difficulty, I always like to try out the easy difficulty to see what it's like, to see how accessible it can be and if you're somebody who likes these games for the story and doesn't want to be overly challenged with combat tower of time is very easy in that sense on the on the easiest difficulty it's it's a game where you could not even you don't even have to really pay attention and you're pretty much set there are there are situations where you'll run into higher skilled enemies that are more challenging bits and those can pose some problems if you're not paying attention, like one did with me when I was trying out the easy difficulty, and I was like, oh, one of my characters just died. I I guess even on the easiest difficulty, there are some challenging spots. But the story is about this tower that's in this other realm or something. I don't know. You were this boy who was sent here, and when you got to the bottom of it, the dude over there was like, hey, You've got the power within you, but you got to come back later. And then you come back later and you don't end up actually controlling that character. It's just sort of this overarching person watching over everything. And you're controlling his minions, if you want to call him that. And yeah, like it's a competently made game, but nothing about it is grabbing my interest. And I think Part of that might have to do with what I'm playing outside of that. I'm playing Apex Legends, which I'm enjoying the hell out of. I am playing Desperados 3, which I'm really liking. And I'm really liking SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. So Tower of Time has just had these other games to compete with. And it's a it's a good game, but it's not a great game. Whereas the other games, like Desperados 3, so far is a great game. And if it just continues... 
down that path, the, the path that's currently on, it's going to be a great game and one of my favorite games of this year. If I play more of it and finish it, I can't call it one of my favorite games of the year if I only play a, a small chunk of it. And then SpongeBob is also a great game. I'd call it a great game. I, I really like it. So Tower of Time is just, it's a good game, but just it's something that you should check out if you literally have nothing else on your plate. And especially if you are a fan of those types of CRPGs, but it's, it's not clicking with me like the other games I've been playing this, this week. But that That's pretty much it outside of, of course, like I just mentioned Apex Legends, which I'm really enjoying. I am coming to realize that while I like Armed and Dangerous, I, I don't, love it as much as I used to because it, it can it can get really bad if you end up dropping near like I, I find it to be a mode where dropping in a place by yourself, not getting into an encounter with another team right off the bat is very crucial because it just it doesn't feel good when you're dealing with a bunch of other teammates or an, another team and all you currently have is a Mozambique because the way it's set up now is that everyone has an Evo shield and a Mozambique to start off with, and then you find one of your sniper rifles and shotguns and all that. And Armored and Dangerous is snipers and shotties. But I, I was thinking what could be a, a very cool version of Armed and Dangerous would be a duels-only mode where one character can only use sniper rifles and the other character can only use shotguns. That would be very cool. I don't, I don't know if that would be super popular with a lot of people, but I know that I would love to do it. And when I was talking to my friend, Justin, who I do the anime podcast with, he was also down for that. So if they ever want to steal my idea, any of them listening, do that. I really like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. And when I say that's pretty much it, that is entirely it. I'm working on a bunch of Attack the Backlog projects right now and just recording scripts editing scripts getting ready to put videos together building up another cushion and then move on to something else finished a way out with my buddy which was an enjoyable time i'm excited to see or to to play what's it called when it comes out which i mentioned an episode or two ago the new game about divorce which i'm sure is going to be wonderful as a child of divorce i'm just going to have so much fun with it but it takes two. That's that's what it's called. But um, yeah. Anyway, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast on Amazingly Baka, which is all about anime, Attack the Backlog, which is where I play games in my backlog, and more such shows. And if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can check it out on the site as well. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye! Bye.